You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. Uh. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and... Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? Linda, Linda, I'm glad you came in. I just taught Dusty to say the name of our show, What Were You Thinking? You did? Yeah, yeah, listen. Dusty, Dusty, what were you thinking? What were you thinking, hon? Say it, Dusty, what were you thinking? What did Dusty Did you hear him? He said it. You didn't teach him that. He said, what does a duck say? No, 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 it's as clear as a bell. He said, what were you thinking? Didn't you, Dusty? Listen, listen. Dusty, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? Dusty, what were you thinking? See, see, he said it. He said, what does a duck say, Merry Christmas? No, no, it isn't anywhere near Christmas. Well, that's what he said. Oh, well, well our show's about ducks today anyway, so uh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hi. I'm Bob Tart, author of the books Enslaved by Ducks and Foul Weather. You're listening to What Were You Thinking? A weekly internet radio show about exotic pets, and exotic pets means anything pretty much except dogs and cats. Uh, joining me today and every week is my wife, Linda. Hey, Hello, Linda. Hello, how you doing? Good, good. Everyone's good, too, I think. And we're going to talk about keeping ducks as pets today. And we have some experience with ducks, don't we? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, first, we're going to talk to Kelly Meister. Kelly lives in Perrysburg, Ohio, and she has an interesting story to tell about ducks. After that, Linda will talk about what kind of pets ducks make and what kind of requirements they have. Now, ducks aren't a particularly difficult pet to keep, but you have to get set up right, right in the beginning, and then you have to be prepared for a pet that can live as long as 25 years. Now, I should mention, uh, you're going to hear birds in the background. We got a dove named Howard who poos. Mm -hmm. We got parakeets. What are the parakeets' names? Harvey and Sheila. Yep, Harvey and Sheila. And then, of course, we have Dusty, the African gray parrot, and you heard him talk a little while earlier, and Bella, another African gray parrot. So, um, uh, as I've said before, we had the chance to do this show from a fancy pants studio at a seven-figure salary, but Linda and I said, no. Oh, no. Nope, that's not for us. Instead, we're doing this show for no salary at all, right from our dining room. That's right. Yep, that's how famous we are. So, uh... Right now, I'm going to get to my phone call with Kelly. Uh, uh, before I do, though, there's one little matter I want to discuss. Mm. Now, book events, I, I wrote uh, Enslaved by Ducks and Fall Weather, as I can't mention too many times. And now, book events where I go to promote my book, they're always an embarrassment. I drive 100 miles, and I end up talking to five, six, maybe, if I'm really lucky, seven people. Well, last spring, Kelly Meister arranged an appearance for me at Books-A-Million Bookstore in Perrysburg, Ohio. And the day before the event, 
Kelly had arranged a photo opportunity at Simmons Pond with reporters from two local newspapers. But it didn't turn out exactly the way I planned. And mm. to judge for yourself and to see Kelly in action and how she bested me with members of the press, go to my website, bobtart.com, and watch a video of the event. Now, it's kind of a high-resolution video, and it takes takes a little while to load, um, but it's worth waiting for. Or you can go to youtube.com and uh, you can see it there. You can see a grainy version of it there, but whichever version you see, it's pretty darned embarrassing. Be very entertaining. Yeah, yeah, very entertaining. What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. Here's the story of a lovely lady who is bringing up three very lovely gulls. Join us every week on Wings and Things with your host, Susan Chamberlain, and get a bird's eye view of everything there is to know about pet birds and how to make your frequent flyer a happy camper. Wings and Things, that's the way we became the birdie bunch. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys... Oh, in my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. I'm speaking with Kelly Meister, the crazy critter lady from Perrysburg, Ohio, just south of Toledo. Now, lots of people I know have ducks as pets. I mean, you can't resist them, right? Right. Okay. But Kelly is unique because she takes care of pet ducks that don't belong to her. Now, now she doesn't break into duck pens at night, though I wouldn't put it past her because she is the crazy critter lady. But what Kelly does, and this is just out of the kindness of her heart, is that she cares for pet ducks that other people have abandoned. And these are ducks on Simmons Pond, a few miles from her house. Kelly feeds them, but that's just the beginning, and, and we'll get to that. But um, to start with Kelly, uh, how the heck did the ducks get on Simmons Pond in the first place? Well, um, as you know, because you've been there, it's a pretty big pond, and, and you can see it from the highway. So there may have been people driving by who thought, hey, that's a good place to dump ducks. And um, I think that once there were a couple of ducks out there, it sort of snowballed where people thought, well, there's already ducks of that, you know, of that size and shape, so it'll all be one big happy family. We'll just dump a few more. Yeah, yeah you know, people might want to know, well, why can't ducks just take care of themselves? You know, we see them, we see them all the time. Sure. Well, um, mainly because they're not, they're not um, made to or bred to do that. They don't have survival instincts. They don't have scrounging and eating instincts like the wild mallards. They're, they fully expect you to come and feed them. Um, and we're talking, in some cases, about, like, big white barnyard ducks, and, and they're hybrids, right? Right. Oh, they're, there's, um, well, golly, well, you know, the white ones, I just refer, refer to them as Aflac ducks because everybody knows what the Aflac duck looks like. Yeah. But you also have, especially down at Simmons Pond, these ducks that are, uh, they look exactly like wild mallards, but they're three or four times bigger, and they're called roans. Um, and they're also under the heading of domestic ducks. There are, I don't know, you would probably know better than I, six or seven or eight different breeds 
that come under the heading of domestic ducks, and they're all intended to just be in a barnyard. They can't fly. That's the problem. I mean, that's a big problem. Not only can't they, you know, get food for themselves, although ducks are pretty good foragers up to, up to a certain extent, but they can't fly if there's a problem. Right, right. And there are so many at this particular pond and probably elsewhere in similar situations, so many predators. You've got hawks, you've got snapping turtles, you've got the neighborhood dogs and cats. And um, kids. Coons. And kids throwing stones. Yeah, mean children is a big one, actually, bigger than you'd realize. Oh, I know it, I know it. And you feed the ducks, right? I feed them five days a week, and I give them weekends off because I figure everybody can use a break from me sooner or later. Yeah, and you're not going there throwing bread. No, no, no. I have, uh, after a certain amount of research, I've come up with this mixture of cracked corn and, believe it or not, cat food. Oh, yeah. Um, and I mix that together, and they seem to like the cat food. I've introduced that recently. Um, I tried, uh, I took your advice once, tried to mash up some vegetables, and they didn't want anything to do with them. It may be an acquired taste. Well, I, I, d- I didn't like kale all that much. Right, right. <laughs> and, you know, you know, it took me a while to learn to love my vegetables. Right, there you go. Um, so I feed them uh, a mixture of that, and... Um, Actually, Pretty Boy, one of my favorite ducks, is recovering from an abscess in his wing. Yeah, let's talk about that, because you don't just feed these ducks. Um, you are good enough to take them to a vet yeah, and well. pay for it yourself. Yeah, well, that suddenly changed, though. The good news is I managed to get the um, animal control officer, who I've been working with, and he's a real nice guy, uh, has taught, and because he knows what I'm doing down there, taking care of them, he talked to the veterinary uh, clinic that the city uses for, you know, stray animals and whatnot. And uh, I'm taking them to the vet, but now the city is paying for it, which I just love. Oh, that's great. It it helps a huge amount. But um, But it's no small task catching these ducks and and taking them somewhere. I, uh, ducks are stronger than you think. I don't, I don't know how your ducks are. Uh, I up a fight. Yeah, I mean, if you get if you get hit with a duck's wing and it hits you in the jaw, yeah. I, I think it could probably, it might be able to knock you out. It, well, it would definitely leave a mark for sure. Yeah. Um, they are, you have to scoop. You have to scoop and run. You can't hesitate. You can't, you know, worry about, is he struggling? Is he going to get away? You just have to scoop and wrap up those wings and drop him in the carrier as quick as you can. And I'm lucky that I have a good rapport with them. So they come up close when we feed, and that goes on five days a week, you know, year after year. So they're not really expecting me to grab, but they do get close enough that I can grab. And a pretty boy who I grabbed with the abscess in his wing um, behaved very well at the vet and needs uh, medication, actually, which I have to go down and give specially. And um, for that reason, I am giving him bread because all the medicine is powdered, and I, you know, mash it up in the bread, and he just thinks he's eating bread. And he's a Flintstones kid, isn't he? He's a Flintstone kid now. He's getting, they prescribe children's vitamins to counteract uh, some side effects from the antibiotics. So he's getting twice as much bread, and he has no idea why. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And now what's the deal with fishing line? Oh, my goodness. You know, there's, every time I go down there, because they stock the pond with fish, and kids fish, and grown-ups fish, and every time I go down there, I find a length of, of fishing line. A lot of times a hook is still attached, just lying on the ground because people are very careless about this. And there have been some really awful things happening. The worst was a wild mallard that got line wrapped around his leg so tightly that about two weeks after this happened, his leg rotted away and fell off. It was just heartbreaking. Now, how did he do without the leg? 
He actually, you know, they bounced back pretty good. Yeah. And he managed to sort of peg leg around after it healed up on dry land. But, you know, you don't want to be Heck no. responsible for that. And he, he was a wild mallard, so he never came close enough for me to yeah. grab. But I found this spring one of the big domestic ducks literally tied to a branch in a, in a, in a shrub because she'd gotten caught up in this, and she was trying to nest under this shrub. And when I found her... She was. She had no room to move. She was trapped. So you're doing this every day. You do it in the winter. Yes. You do it all the time. Do it in the winter. The winter they get more food and um, they act different in the winter. It's funny. They get jumpy even though they're perfectly safe, but they seem to sense that it's hunting season. And they don't come as close. They don't stay as long at the feed. They kind of wait for me to leave so they can come back and, you know, eat at their leisure. But I'm there... Um, like I said, five days a week, all year round. I've been doing this since 2000, so it's seven years now. Well, good for you. And if um, people want to know more about you and uh, a book you've written called... Crazy Critter Lady. Crazy Critter Lady, which you're shopping around right now. Yep. Um, they can go to your website, and that is crazycritterlady.com. Yep. And if they want to see Kelly in action... Uh-oh. <laughs> they can go to my website, <laughs> and they can see a video called Duckman versus the Crazy Critter Lady. I do love that video, Bob. Okay, good. And then they need to go and see that and uh, find out what it's about. Yes, and there are pictures of all the ducks we've talked about on my website, um, so they can see them up close and personal. Okay, and that's at crazycritterlady.com. Yep. All right, well, thanks, Kelly, for talking to me today. Thank you, Bob. All right, bye-bye. We'll be right back with more of What Were You Thinking after these potentially important messages. What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys... Oh, in my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. Hi, welcome back to What Were You Thinking? Uh, I'm your host, Bob Tart, author of Enslaved by Ducks and Foul Weather, and with me is my wife, Linda. Hello. And this is a show about exotic pets. And you know what? We would like to have you, yeah, you, on as a guest to talk about your pet mice, your pet skunk, your parrot, your rabbit, your spider, your gecko, any interesting anything pet. Anything unusual. Yeah, anything unusual. Please email me at bob at petliferadio.com and you could be a guest on our show. Now, Linda has some thoughts about keeping ducks as pets and... Uh, She's going to tell you a little bit about the particulars of how to keep them. 
Well, I just wrote down some things. Uh, we've had ducks for many years, and I just wrote down some things that I've been thinking about, about ducks. And one thing is they need a good-sized pen in order to move around and graze out in the fresh air and sunshine. They really lo- love being outside. Now, why shouldn't somebody just let their ducks stay outside all day? Without a pen? Yeah. Well, they'll get eaten by raccoons or predatory birds, uh, dogs in the yeah, neighborhood, we, we've things heard, like this. We've heard too many times about people who have uh, had a you know tragic event with their ducks because some neighbor's dog came over and got That's exactly right. We've heard that many, many, many times, and it's from people who thought this would never happen, yep. that the dogs are quite far away, and that would never happen. Trust me, it happens very routinely, and we know you don't want anything like that to happen to you. Yeah, now we have a fenced-in yard, but even and so, as Linda is, is telling you, we have a duck pen, and uh, the ducks, they come out a couple times a day to, to graze, and uh, but they, they... To have the water changed. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, to walk around and just enjoy being out, but generally they stay in the pen. That's and, right. Okay. It's much safer. The pen should have a separate section, and the reason for this is for a situation where one or more ducks do not get along well, sometimes the boys and girls don't get along well, or the boys are aggressive certain times of the year, you need a separate section to put the uh, uh, ducks in that wouldn't be acting right for some reason. The feed they should have should be duck pellets. You can get that from your local mill or other stores that carry pet food. They now, what about some people just feed scratch feed, which is, you know, kind of a basic chicken feed. Is, is that a good feed for ducks? It's not quite adequate as far as enough green materials in it. Duck pellets have more green material. It's more... Uh, nutritionally complete, duck pellets are, and uh, we have heard from uh, knowledgeable sources that it's better to give duck pellets. This is a good year-round feed that's better for them than scratch feed. You can add scratch feed to the duck pellets, but it's duck pellets is better for them than scratch feed. Absolutely. It's that's more a, nutritionally complete. It's a good basic food. Also, they need a source of green, such as either grass or graze them out on your lawn or romaine lettuce cut up small. We sprinkle crumbs. It's a poultry feed rich in vitamins mixed in uh, to make them more healthy. We just add a little bit to that to the top of the feed. Now, speaking of greens, you said that they like to eat grass. So uh, how did that work out with our lawn? We didn't have a lawn left by the end of last fall, and we had to totally replant the uh, backyard, reseed the backyard. Yeah, now these are geese rather than ducks. These were our, du- our geese. But, but it's the same basic thing. Same so, thing. Um, if there had been ducks back there, the same thing would have happened. So chances are, if you've got hungry ducks, you don't need a lawn service. You don't. You all have nothing left. Okay, so you were talking about uh, the food again and uh, the greens that you give them because you you like to supplement the duck food with uh, kale or lettuce, and we give them table scraps. I don't know if you're mentioning that. We give them table scraps at night, too. We also, during their egg-laying periods of the year, we give them oyster shells. You can get that at the mill and also at uh, at, uh, pet stores. Uh, scratch feed can be mixed in with the duck pellets, as I mentioned before. They should have their water changed in their water buckets twice a day because uh, ducks are quite messy animals in a way, and they mess their water up pretty quickly. Yeah, so you, you want pr- to change that a couple times a day. Yeah, they, they like to root around in the mud with those beaks, and yes. as soon as they dip the beak in their pool or in their That's water, it. muddy filthy. water, That's we're right. always embarrassed when people come over to our house to visit Looks us. Looks like we haven't changed the water in two days, and perhaps it was changed 20 minutes That's before exactly that time. Right. 
So pens should have either aviary netting on top or sturdy wire to protect them from predators. This is a very important point. It is not enough having a tall fence. I've heard more people say that, oh, well, we have a tall fence. Not enough. Any raccoon can climb over, plus owls or other flying predators can swoop down and injure the ducks or kill them. We've heard many, many, many stories over the years where this exact thing has happened. Yeah. Very common. I should mention what aviary netting is. Um, you can order it. Yeah, it's just a kind of netting that um, some, people, some people make pens out of it. I wouldn't trust it for that, but it's just kind of a, a I think it's a nylon netting. It's very strong. Very and, heavily woven. And you can order that. Another reason, uh, I don't know if you're going to mention that or not, but for having... Um, cover on your pen is that uh, there's a few ducks, uh, most ducks are flightless, but there are... Scovies. Yeah, there's a kind of a uh, domesticated duck, and we're talking about domesticated ducks today, yeah, we're, not, we're not talking about wild ducks. Right. And there's a kind of domesticated duck called the Muscovy that could fly They'll right, fly out, right of out of there. Yep, yep. But your other ducks, uh, we, we might talk about that later if we have time, but they can't fly. Right, most of them can't. So. Duck and chicken pens both need a footing that goes down into the ground to protect from digging animals, such as the raccoons or other animals getting in, or a 16-inch fencing laid down sideways covered with dirt. How would you describe well, that? You, you kind lay of, it down flat yeah, you kind along of, the edge of the pen. Yeah, your lower fencing, you uh, kind of bend down the last uh, several inches, maybe foot of it or so, and you kind of, you kind of fold it so that that's bent down over the yard. And over the and ground. Cover it with dirt. Cover it with dirt or something like that. And what Linda's talking about, about burying, that's what uh, some people do too, is you kind of dig a trench around your pen, you know, as you're building it. And then you um, have the wire that you're putting around your fence continue for maybe a foot down, if you can, in the trench. And then you, uh, you know, fill the trench up with dirt again. And that way, if an animal tries to dig, they run into the fence. They're going to run. That's the absolute best way it to is. do it. And that's the, the way the veterinarians uh, w would tell you to do it. Yep. It's the safest way, and trust me, raccoons will try that sort of thing. It, it's very common for them to try to dig in. We have small children's pools filled twice a day with fresh water for our ducks. We've always done that. They're fed in the morning, and they are given a treat in the afternoon and in the evening. You want to always check their food dishes to make sure they got food. They love table scraps. They love bread, cut-up bread, grasses, romaine lettuce. <coughs> Uh, I should say head lettuce does not have hardly any nutri nutritional value. Romaine lettuce does. It's greener. Things that are brighter green, of course, have more nutritional value. It's, it's much healthier for your animals. And if you want to really enjoy yourself, feed your duck spaghetti. There's uh, <laughs> hardly any better sight than seeing ducks eating spaghetti. <laughs> I wanted to say one more thing about fencing, and that is you don't want to use just any kind of fencing you find. That's right. What uh, there's a problem with raccoons, and that is that the raccoons, they can reach their hands in, and this sounds crazy, but it happens all it happens the time. Happens all the time. They can reach their little paws in, and if there's a duck sleeping by the edge, uh huh, they grab the duck and they kind of pull its head out, and you don't want to know the rest. That's right. So that's for, I forgot about that. Now, what what would they use along the bottom? Well, we have something that's called hardware cloth, and hardware cloth it's very is very stiff and with little tiny squares. Yeah, it's um only has a half inch grid and so that that means that raccoons can't get their hands through nope it. that means it's made up of squares that are only a half inch and so they, they can't get their 
their paws through there. And you don't have to necessarily do the whole pen. No, just the bottom part. How wide is that stuff? I think ours is about uh, maybe 30 inches tall with hardware claw. You just do it all the way around the bottom mm -hmm. of the pen. Right, and so if they were to climb and get higher than that, they wouldn't be able to reach it. Right, duck because anyway. the ducks would be down on the bottom yep, part. Yep, so, 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 so that really is a very important point. Yep, you want to use hardware cloth around the bottom. And then the higher part of the pen, you can just use uh, any kind of sturdy fencing. I wouldn't use chicken wire. Not chicken you, wire, it's too. It rusts. Flaccid, yeah. Yep. It rusts and it's flaccid. What do you call that kind of wire that you did? Well, you just, just use stiffer fencing. Stiffer that's fencing. All. Yeah. You want the pen tall enough to walk in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you should. You know, unless so, you like walking on all fours. Maybe right. you like that. You, you want a tall pen. Okay, um, so are there some health issues with ducks, right? Okay. If a duck is limping, which you might occasionally see that, if a duck is limping, check the bottom of their feet for a f physical condition called bumblefoot. They have, uh, it's where they've gotten a cut and bacteria has entered the cut and it's caused a deep infection. They'll need to go to the vet for this and get antibiotics. They will have that cleansed out. The vet will want to wrap that area, and they will have to be kept clean and dry for a period of time. We've had this happen with a couple of our ducks. It's yeah. very important to get them into the vet and yeah, get you cleansed don't, out. You don't want them to get bumblefoot. You because can, it goes throughout their entire system. Yeah, I mean, we, we successfully treated it, but it, it's kind of a pain because you have to lance the injury. It has to be lanced and mm -hmm. cleansed thoroughly, mm -hmm. and they have to be given... I can't remember if they gave him antibiotic after yeah. that initial shot. Uh, yeah, I think so, because remember, we gave Richie a shot, I think. I think that was for the bumblefoot. But uh, another thing, too, about is I heard if um, your barn floor has a cement floor like ours does. Needs to have straw on it. Yeah, you need to have it's straw on it. hard on their it. feet. Mm -hmm. The poor ducks, you know, they have kind of tender feet. So. And it's too hard on them walking on cement all the time. They need straw on that, on that floor. Mm -hmm. Now, um, you were talking um, before about... Uh, the pellets, and uh, I think one one thing we notice is that when we feed our ducks better, their their feathers look better. Absolutely. You, so you you've got something to say about feather condition? Yeah. If if you notice that their feathers start looking kind of bad, well, sometimes if the feathers look badly, it might just be that they're molting. But if it's other times when you would think the feathers would be good, if you start to see kind of like brownish looking feathers that don't repel water properly and this sort of thing at odd times of the year. Um, it's a sign. It can be a sign of an internal problem, such as parasites. A vet must be consulted about this to determine what it is. If there is another situation that we've had over the years where a preen gland, which is down at the base of their tail, uh, where they get its lanolin that is in this preen gland, and they preen all their feathers, and that's what makes them waterproof. But if they start to get an infection in that preen gland, it's sore and they won't touch it. Then they won't preen themselves. And this will cause the feathers to get kind of uh, brownish looking sometimes mm -hmm. along the edge of the wings. And uh, and this is, a, this is a real problem as it approaches winter. If they have poor feather condition and you're approaching winter, it's very important for a duck to be able to repel water in the elements outside or they get... Uh, they get sick, respiratory infection. Yep. Very important for them, them to have good uh, condition of their feathers going into winter. Yeah, now another thing that can cause feather damage is lice. And uh, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. But uh, you have to remember, if you have several ducks and you've, or geese, and just one of them has lice. They'll uh, all have it. Well, or an alarm bell should go off and tell you that something is wrong. With their immunity system. Right, because um, sometimes with the ducks or the geese, if they're starting to get sick, 
um, their immunity system is down, and so while the others might be able to fight off the lice they very easily, they won't be able to. No, it's a bad sign. No, it's we a bad found sign that out too late. With before one of ours, that, yeah, one of our uh, geese had lice, and uh, we didn't realize that. Um, we didn't know the reason. Yep, and it turned out that she had been sick for a while. It's hard to tell with they ducks and geese. They don't show symptoms of nope. illnesses very easily no, at all. No, you got to be very vigilant. Very vigilant, yes. If they act low energy, they're not eating well. They're not moving around as much as what you, they used to. You might want to have them check. There might be something like a respiratory infection. They can get respiratory infections overnight from some sort of chill or other, like if their feathers weren't good enough and it got it was too cold for a couple, three days or it was wet for a couple, three days and their feathers didn't repel water. You want to have that checked right away. If they have a respiratory infection, it's very important to get onto that right away with a vet and have antibiotics administered. Yep, yep. Uh, ducks absolutely love mud puddles. This is just the way ducks are. So one thing that they love is to have the garden hose uh, run out in their pen and let the streams of water make puddles. And they that's their, one of their favorite things in the whole world. They love looking for worms when it's been uh, where there's been rainy weather. The worms come up to the surface and they can get the worms. Uh, they they love uh, looking for bugs and worms. That's you can overturn rocks for them if there's some in their pen, and there might be worms there after a rain. This is something they would really much they enjoy. Yeah, that, that's a fun thing to do. We had a, um, our handyman Gary uh, built our pen out in the um, back of the barn because um, I, I can't hammer a nail to save my life. And um, Gary was out there, and he had so much fun with our ducks and our chickens out there. Very uh, nice to We know. have so many rocks in our yard. It's it's like, uh, um, I, I don't know what it is. It's, it's like a field of boulders with a little uh, soil on top. That's it. But anyway, Gary would turn rocks over, and the ducks and hens. All run over oh, they and loved it. pluck and look for the worms. And he got a, he got a kick out of yeah, that, a very too. kindly person. Yep, yep. Um, we're uh, just about out of time, but we should we should say a little bit about there's many different kinds of ducks, uh, domesticated ducks. Yes. We're going to talk about Muscovies more on a, on another show, but 99% of the barnyard ducks are all actually descended from mallards. And well, you'd never believe it, according nope. to the colors. Nope. And one of the uh, most popular ducks is a white pecan. That's the big white. Pure white duck. Looks like the Aflac duck. Yep, the big white barnyard duck. And those are wonderful pets. Very nice disposition. Mm -hmm. Get They're, along well with others. They seem to like people, too. Yep, yep. And then there's uh, ducks called khaki campbells, which are kind brown ducks. Kind of a brownish, reddish, pale color. Mm -hmm. And some people are just crazy about Indian runner ducks. They have uh, a long neck. Yeah, and they're very upright. I think they kind of look like a, a wine bottle with legs. There you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, or a bowling pin. And um, what other kinds of ducks? I guess there's black and white Cayuga or black Cayuga. Right. There are lots of ducks. And there's even miniature call ducks. We had one we really loved named Peggy. Oh, she was a doll. Yeah, she was a doll. And she, even though she was about, what, a third of the size, a quarter of the size? She was the, the leader of the group. She bossed everybody yeah, around. Everybody told the line for her. They did. And then ruins, aren't they? Are you, how do you spell it? Ruins, I think, or they're, something. They're a version of a mallard. Yeah, they're, they're a domesticated big, version of a mallard. Yeah, they're a big, fat mallard that I think was originally raised for meat because probably. they're so heavy. But, you know, right, some people keep, keep them so um, we'll talk more about ducks on other shows, and I'm hoping that we're going to get people on who have house ducks. We would love that. Because I've gotten lots of emails from people who keep ducks in the house. That's right. I wouldn't do it. No. No, we got enough problems got with enough our... enough mess in the house with yeah, ducks. Yeah, So and I also want to mention, if you want to learn more about day-to-day -day life with ducks and geese, 
well, read my books, Enslaved by Ducks. Lots of stuff in there. Lots of stuff about uh, Linda and I and how we got our ducks and what our life is like. And same with Foul Weather. Foul Weather continues the story. And they're available in bookstores everywhere. You can get them online. So uh, buy buy them both and uh, contribute to our uh, ability to continue. Feed the animals fund. Feed our animals. So... Okay, so that's about it for this week's episode of What Were You Thinking? So thank you, Linda. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd also like to thank our guest, Kelly Meister. And please Thanks, vi- Kelly. Yeah, visit her website, crazycritterlady.com. And I'd like to thank Pet Life Radio and our very mysterious producers. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's easy to be part of the show. Just email us at bob at petliferadio.com. That's bob at petliferadio.com. What did the dog say? Merry Christmas. What did the dog say? Merry Christmas. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.